This is Gateway City Sports. Cardinal fans to episode number four of turning two. I'm back again. I don't know why you're not listening. It's fine. But um, I brought somebody back with me. I mean, literally back. Uh, it's time for a reunion episode. Um, so I got my boy Tito back here. Tito, how are you? Are you staying warm? I'm warm. But I think maybe it's the whiskey that's flowing through the body right now. I'm not sure what it, what else it could be, but I've got Maker's Mark on the rocks. It's tasting good. Uh, I feel good. I'm ready to roll. All right, sweet. That's uh, you know I'm glad I'm glad that you decide. We we don't have to tell everybody that I'd pay you come back on, but I mean I did have to to slide over a couple dollars to get you back on the show. But um, okay, so how how are you feeling after the uh, the off season? that the Cardinals have had. It's not even over, but I feel great. I mean, let's, let's be real here. When you add a, a, a perennial all-star like Nolan Arenado to your team, you're instantly better. Now there's still a couple question marks. You and I have talked about it with our group and we all know that there's question marks with the team. The, the, the starting pitching is a question mark. The outfield for sure is a question mark. Even I would say the bullpen is a question mark. You know, I think that's not even really being talked about, but you got to remember Jordan Hicks is coming off of Tommy John surgery. What's he going to look like in spring? Um, And is he automatically going to be the closer for this team or does he need to get some innings under his belt? And if so, who's going to be the closer? Is it going to be Alex Reyes? Well, it can't be if he's vying for a starting spot. So who, so, you know, there, there are still a lot of questions on this team that, you know, people are slowly picking up on and slowly discussing, you know, on Twitter amongst each other. But, but you, if you're looking at it objectively, if you're looking at the Cardinals off season, you know, from a 10,000 foot view, it's good. And it's, it's a lot better than, you know, of an off season than, than we've had in a really, really long time. Um, I, I don't, and I don't know about you, but I haven't been this excited about Cardinals baseball in, in probably a couple years. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think that uh, even after the Goldschmidt trade, I don't feel like I was as excited as I am right now with Arnado coming over um, because I feel like the team is, is more complete than it was. And, um, you know, I just – I feel like after that trade, I feel better. Even, you know, I, I've said in the past, even after – uh, Ozuna departing. I mean, it finally feels like the Cardinals 
closely of the past, but, you know, I don't want to hang my hat on it just yet. But, I mean, right now it feels pretty good. And um, But, I mean, I have to disagree with you. I think that Jordan Hicks is going to come back on fire. Like, I, I feel like there's just so much competitive flame in him. And he does he, – he's not one of those guys that uh, comes out and he, he's got a lot of emotion on the mound. But uh, I just feel like, you know, regardless of Tommy John, I think that – that and, and I, I realize there's going to be questions there, but but I feel that Jordan Hicks is, is going to be – come back out and, and dots, just dots constantly. And, and I've got a good feeling about him uh, entering the season – so, I mean, but I mean, you've got every right to believe there's there's going to be questions there, but I just feel that that Hicks, his competitiveness, have him having to miss, you know, last whatever the heck that was last year, um, due to uh, COVID and all that. I think he's he's going to be crazy good uh, coming back. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think the the Cardinals in 2021. I think we're going to have an, a good season. Yeah, and, and it's one thing to to say, like, you know, that the Cardinals of the, of, you know, kind of feel like, like you said, yesteryear, right? Like the t- 24 or, 20, or 2004 to about, what, t- 2011, those were peak Cardinal years, really. Uh, and when you say, like, you feel them like the Cardinals of old, you know, I think a lot of people are getting that sense because of the star power or that is now in St. Louis than we had, you know, in the past. Um, because once Albert Pujols left, that was really the last remaining of the MV3, right? Um, and so we didn't really have that. We were relying on the talent that was still there. And of course, we went to the World Series in, in 2013. Um, we made some nice postseason runs in between there and ultimately never got really got back to it after 2013. Um, but you were relying on the talent that was after after the big the the big three that were there, and and now if you're thinking about it, you already have two of those uh, of the next MV three, right? You have first base and you have third base, um, very similar to Albert Pools and Scott Rowland, um, and and I think in a way, if Carlson can get to that level. You know, you're looking at him being not necessarily a Jim Edmonds, you know, 42 type home run hitter, but you you're relying on him to be somebody um, that's going to be hitting in the high 280s to 300 consistently with 20 to 25 home runs, maybe 30 and driving in runs at a consistent clip. And if that's where if that's where the Cardinals are headed, then you know you're talking about a good five year stretch here. And, and and this is what Cardinal fans need to realize. You know, this isn't just a five year stretch from here on out. I mean, you also have to think of the success that the organization has had from twenty from basically the two thousands up until this point. You're talking almost a 21, 22 year run of good, successful baseball that is now going to be delivering another five years of good, successful baseball, regardless of how the other uh, central division teams are, are shaping up right now. Cause obviously Pittsburgh is nothing. The reds are a shell of last year. And then you have the Cubs who have shed a lot of their pitching just to kind of stay kind of in the, in the similar spot as they were last year in Milwaukee, whose pitching is questionable, but also having their own uh, lineup issues as well. 
Um, and maybe tinkering with Colton Wong is the best that they, they can do at this point, but they really missed out on an opportunity to maybe even bring in a Justin Turner to really bolster their lineup. And so you, you have to be seeing if you're the Cardinals, you're thinking, okay, what is the next piece that's going to put me over the top? And, and maybe it's within, it's within the house in Carlson or maybe one of their pitchers, but I would not be surprised if the Cardinals maybe consider making a move here at the end of this, at the end of this off season and surprising everybody out of nowhere, kind of like, kind of like how Nolan Arenado's trade came out of nowhere. Not necessarily that it wasn't, you know, something that we had been talked about, but it almost felt as if like, Hey, this is happening. Boom. It happened. So, you know, there, there, while, while there are questions, I still think the Cardinals are in a really, really good spot um, and moving forward. Yeah. And I mean, I think, I think honestly, like them keeping a lot of their big pieces um, in the trades for Goldschmidt and the trade for Arnado are big moving forward for the ball club and the future of St. Louis. And, um, you know, keeping Gorman, whether he decides to, to take on second base or, you know, he's the predecessor. Uh, he won't be for, for, for uh, Arnado Cause I mean, he'll, that's a few years out, but I mean, if he can, if he can take over second base, you know, in a few years, or if they uh, open up the DH spot for him, you know, that would be excellent, you know? Um, but I think they've done real good on their trades. You know, I know a lot of people give, give John Mosellock big time shit for the moves that he's made, but I mean, they're, they're quality moves. And, um, you know, I, I know people look down upon the, trades for Tommy Pham uh, or trading Tommy Pham and trading, you know, last year's ALCS and Randy Rosarina. But, you know, this is everything that we see as fans um, is everything on the surface. You know, we don't know, you know if, if these guys are asking for things or just aren't clicking or, or anything of that nature. And uh, I don't know as fans, for one, if, if people realize that those things or, or two, if, um, you know, St. Louis is not one to come out and go, you know, this player is doing this, you know, they don't want to be here. And, um, you know, and all in all, like whenever John Mosellock makes a big time trade, you know, he, he pulls off some good trades and it hasn't hurt the Cardinals farm system. And even the trade for a Rose arena, you know, we've got a future and left-handed pitcher, um, Matthew Libertor. So, I mean, it's, Yes, you may have lost last year's ALCS MVP, but, you know, in a year, two, maybe three, you know, you're going to have the potential for a frontline starting pitcher. And people don't realize that now, but, I mean, I mean it is what it is. I, 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 you can't really over or understate, you know, what prospects are, right? They're just prospects. And, and you have to take that with a fine line. Like when they made the trade for road Randy or when they traded away Randy or Rosarena, you cannot conceivably tell me that you knew this was going to happen, that you knew he was going to be the ALS or else ALCS MVP, right? If the Cardinals knew he was that kind of a talent right out the gate, there's no way they traded. Well, no, there's not, there's not, there's not, there's not a possible. The, the, the thing is, is, is you and I both know good and well that if he comes out and he is just an absolute 
freaking skunk at the plate and 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 we're not seeing anything from last year people are gonna start backtracking oh well i'm I'm glad we got rid of him because you know i mean yes the luke void trade trade really chapped my ass Mm -hmm. but i mean i i know people will bank it on oh well he's playing in new york you know short porch blah 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 but like this is a player that that i saw that i personally saw in springfield um Mm -hmm. You know, and 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 he wasn't given a shot, so I mean that's that's on Mike Matheny, whatever you know. But people never heard of him. I I would not like to. (laughs) But um, yeah, I mean it it hurts. It hurts to see that type of player leave because, yeah, Goldschmidt did come in, Mm -hmm. but you know. I mean, it was there. The guy just never got a shot. I mean, it's whatever. It's it's in the past, you know. You know, I'm glad he's doing and succeeding well in New York. Um, but, I mean, that's – I mean, that trade's kind of a wash. I mean, yeah. it is what it is now. But and I, I'm sorry. I mean, it's, I mean, we got Goldschmidt, and, and I think that overshadows the, that trade completely. But, um, I mean, all in all, I think whenever John does make a decent – John, like he's my best friend, I don't know. Is but, he you not? Know, yeah, no, he's not. But, he's Quinn's uh, best friend. <laughs> well, they're, they're friends, all right. But, uh, <laughs> w, Quinn. But they, you know, whenever he does make a de- good move, you know, he, he doesn't he doesn't uh, get bad returns, I don't feel. I mean, granted, I think Luke Voigt was just a, you know, let's get him somewhere else. You know, he's not playing here. But that's also on putting Jose Martinez at first base. And I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, I, I'm going to – I think – Personally, I don't think this is being talked enough about for as much crap as John Mosaic has received for trading Randy Rosarena. I, I really don't see a lot of it in terms of or, you know, the love being received for for John Mosaic for not even trading a single top 10 prospect for Nolan Arenado. That is a heist. Well, I mean, oh, well, especially a, no, a I, straight I, up heist. I, I get that. And um, I think a lot of that. I think a lot of that goes back on his uncertainty whether he'll return. But I mean, from 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 the interviews that I've heard him do, you know, I don't think that's going to be a problem. And um, I don't think so either. And um, I mean, w- when they got Goldschmidt over what he was in his last year of his contract, renewed that. Um, so, I think I think what I when I was talking about this with a friend, no. Unless you are that obsessed with how much you're going to make, no person would walk away from a contract and say, you know what, I don't want to play here and go somewhere and say, you know what, I'm done with that contract and go and not go anywhere else. He wanted to be in St. Louis. There's no doubt in my mind. There's no reason for him to leave. And if the and if there is a, a chance that he leaves, it's because he had a monster year in St. Louis with a world series attached to it. That's the only way I could foresee it happening. Yeah. Well, and, and the thing is, 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 is Arnado much like Paul Goldschmidt is a full blooded baseball player. Like there's no, you know, I don't want to say 
Giancarlo Stanton isn't a full-blooded baseball player, but you know, there, you know, he 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 wanted to be in a big city. Blah blah. Flashing lights, baby. I don't think I don't think that stuff matters with with guys like Goldschmidt, with guys like Arnado. You know, I think they're just ball players. You know, they want to come to the park, they want to help their team win at at all costs and uh, get things done. And you know, that that's what I love to see. I know the game's evolving and changing every year. You know, I love those flash players, but. Uh, you know these guys that they've brought over in the past three years now are are ball players, and right. you know anything to make the team better. Um, but I mean, it, you and I both know, you know, a little excitement's not going to hurt the game at all. I mean, I'd love to have a Fernando Tatis. You know, he he's fun, but that that club over there in San Diego they mesh so well together. I think uh, you know, yeah. and um, so, anyways, so we could talk about this for hours, you know, but um, how, how are you feeling after Yachty coming back? And uh, did you uh, ever think he wasn't going to return? There wasn't a really a single day where I thought to myself, Yachty could actually be going somewhere else. Um, and I laughed my ass off at John Heyman. Whenever he brought up the blue Jays, I said, there is no possible way he would go to the blue Jays. Not a chance. So no, not realistically, you know, I, I, speaking from a St. Louis fan perspective, you really only had Yachty bringing people to games. Now I know Goldschmidt and all those other guys, Wainwright, you could toss in there too. You know, there's star power there, but I am convinced that people would go see Yachty more than those other players in a heartbeat longevity. They know they're familiar with him, everything that you want to associate it with. He was, and is a reason people go to Bush stadium. Okay. Hands so, down. so I'll stop you there because I believe that, you know, I, I fully believe that, you know, the Yachty chance, you know, and big situations, granted we didn't get to see it last year, but I, I'm, I'll dump my credit card out for, a baseball game this summer but um so do you think do you with 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 everything being said on that aspect of things with his um his love for st louis the fans love for him himself do you feel like mosaic bringing in arenado Let's, let, let's just pretend that you felt, you know, that there's a chance that he could leave. Now, do you feel like that him, that Mosaic bringing in Arenado was the reason for the, the duo of, or the battery? I love that word, the battery sure. of Ueno and Yadier Molina returning. You have to, you have to assume that some part of it played a role, right? I think both Ueno and Yadi realized that. Uh, father time is ticking and if they want to win again they have to be surrounded by a team that can win right now um if you look at the teams that realistically on paper are those teams i can probably only count on one hand those teams that will have a legitimate shot at making the world series and winning it and maybe two of them reside in the NL. So you're asking two guys who are in the NL who have only played in the NL to go to an AL team where you have to pitch, but not hit 
So Wayno automatically is like, oh, that's a bummer. And Yadier Molina, who also needs to go to an AL team where he will either catch every day or potentially serve as a DH and not catch. And that is something that Yadier Molina, he might do, but I don't think people understand how much catching means to Yadier Molina. Oh, absolutely. And, and I think that is part of the reason why um, – you, you know, you, you don't really want him to go anywhere because I mean, literally the only catcher we've known for the last 18 years, it has been Yadier. 18. It's just one of those things that you can't really see leaving, you know, no. I mean, it, it's, it, it'd be a weird world to, you know, have a starting lineup uh, or an opening day for that matter, where those two will say, or just one of the two, is uh you know right wearing red jackets instead of the uniform uh, and, and it's one thing to you know it's one thing for when Pujols left you know yes I was upset I was disappointed because that was easily the the highest of highs that Cardinal fans probably experienced there probably will never be another Pujols that we will ever see in our lifetime and Mike Trout is the closest thing but I'm telling you he's not even as close to Pujols as everybody wants it to be no, my trap has on his speed, and you and you know why that is is social media, if, right? Absolutely, if social media was more of a, a thing during the 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 high points in Pujols' yeah. career. You know, he would they would literally like he would be the goat. His his rookie card would be time and time, uh, high, times and times higher than than what Mike's trap Mike's Mike Trout's is right now. Absolutely, and and so I, so I guess. Whenever, when, when the day is done with Yadier Molina, it will, it will be very upsetting, but if it would have been to another team, it would be even worse. I think so too, especially. And I, and I would, and I will go down saying that it had Yadier Molina signed with another team. There's no way I'm watching a single game of Cardinal baseball. I wouldn't do it. I'm not doing it this year. I wouldn't have. Yeah. I would be, a, I would have been that upset because there's no reason for them not to bring him back. I know he's, he, he is slowing down, but he is still one of the top 10 catchers in the game right now. And I, you well, can't turn your back on that. He, I think, I think he's, he's evolved. He's evolved catching in the latter portion of his career to where, Absolutely. you know, he, he's completely changed how a catcher um, works in the field. And um, I mean, to me, yeah. I mean, I know that your connection with Yadier Molina is, is, is way different than mine, but at the same time, like, I think, I think if they wouldn't have signed him and, and, you know, I think there's a dollar point where you have to look at it as a franchise type thing rather than, well, we got to bring back Yachty. And I mean, to me, you know, like I think there's a there, there's a point in in the money aspect of things where I'm like, man, you know, if it was, I mean, if it was probably if it to me now, I know this is just different than this is my aspect of things, but like, you know, if he if he if they wanted to return for twenty million, I'd probably be like, okay. And if he signed somewhere else, you know, for twenty five, twenty six, I'd be like, I would have been okay with it because to me, you know, as you said, father time catches up to you, and, and money is a big thing, and especially you know, I don't know, but I feel like, I feel like the pair came together and they said, you know, and I, I'm going to speak on this as I feel like this could be their last year, and they're doing this as a as a reunion type thing. It's not going to be spoken of because I don't feel like they want that limelight, but I, I feel like this could be the last year, at least um, 
that's my thoughts. Now, do you feel like this is Wainwright and Molina's last season? I will see it when I believe it, or I believe it when I see it, I should say. How many how many years do you think? Let, got let me rephrase that, right? Wayno, yes. I think this is it for him. Um I I just he's what 39 going on 40, right? I couldn't tell you his age. Yeah, I, I think that's the case. And not that it can't be done, but pitching at 40, that is a toll on the body that I don't I don't think I would wish on anybody. Catching probably even worse because of the knees, mm-hmm. but we're talking about Yadier Molina. He is not a normal catcher. And I think this is, I'm going to cross sports here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think back to how Tom Brady has been able to do what he has done. And I think people don't are, are kind of miss. Uh, I don't want to say misinterpreting, but I guess not realizing the impact of how we condition the bodies now, as opposed to how they were conditioned even 10, 15 years ago, right? There are so many different things nowadays that keep the body fresh, that keep your body going a little bit longer, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I, I think Yadier Molina ha- has come to a point where he sees himself as catching as long as he can. Yeah. And if he can't catch anymore, then he is done. And until he says, you know what, I can't catch anymore, then I won't say that this is going to be his last year. Again, you know, we see his brother, uh, Benji Molina, coming out and say, like, oh, no, no, this is not his last year. And I, I'm thinking to myself, well, okay, if it's not, that, if it's not this year, then it's got to be the next year, right? Because if it was not this year, then why not sign him to a two-year deal already Correct. and be done with it? But I'm at the, I'm also of the mindset that if, and this is a very big if, if the Cardinals win the World Series this year, I could see them both retiring and say, you know what, I'm taking the Tony Larusa route. Mm-hmm. I made my peace with my baseball career. Mm-hmm. A third World Series is 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 right for me. Oh yeah, no, no. I was gonna I was gonna make that point. I think I think they're both done. Well, I I think yeah. I think Wainwright probably does hang it up after this year. But I think uh, Yachty, if they won a World Series, it would be a piece and, and hang it up as well with with one more title. Because I think, you know, he, he doesn't express it as some of the younger guys like Acuna and Tatis. But, uh, I mean, he's he's got as much competitive fire oh, yeah. as both of them, if not more. And, um, yeah, I could I could definitely see that happening. Um, but I think that's – I think that's a – not necessarily a lot of the reason, but I think that that's part of it on why they both decided to come back. Cause I mean, you know, Wainwright could have took the the easy route, wouldn't have pitched in Atlanta, been home. Um, but th- this is all they've known. This is all both of them have known. And, you know, we will one day see that, uh, that statue, hopefully of them both at the same time, um, Outside both. I, I, and, you know, speaking of statues, I saw a really good idea uh, of a statue. And that was the two of them, like, when they hugged for, like, at that 20 or the 26 or the 2006 uh, World Series, right? Right at that moment where they, like, kind of embrace each other, having a statue, a statue for both of them, 
you know, side by side or just in, in that moment would almost be the ultimate tribute in my eyes to those two players who have meant so much to Cardinal baseball, especially for um, the fans of you and I's generation, really. Um, and, you know, and older, obviously, who are able to to really truly appreciate the baseball game as it was then. Right. Um, so here, here, here's a, here's a statue idea. Now it might seem wild and it wouldn't be in that little, and it might be it to me, it might be a crazy idea for a statue, but um, I mean, and, and it wouldn't be something that the, the fans necessarily are. It's not one of those high moments where, you know, they're celebrating something. It wouldn't be parked in, in the, you know, that that front area of bush stadium where all the statues are but if they were to put the two of them now stay with me on this this is going to seem wild put the statue of them side by side um out in beyond the gates and right field where the bullpen is because you know i think that that also is of in my eyes you know especially with how uh, the camera angles and stuff evolved you know the pair of them walking towards the dugout after warming up you know you put that that statue in its own area out by right field you know you you face them towards home plate outside the gates i don't know there's something kind of uh i guess cool about it to me yeah and i and i think i don't mind that idea i think that's not a bad idea either but i i just i i kept while you're talking about that i i imagine myself at that final game and watching those two walk down the, the right field line back to the dugout and just he, I could hear the standing ovation in my head oh, yeah. and, and just the, the roar of the crowd uh, much like when Albert Pujols came up to bat for that first time when I was there, it was, it was so surreal, just so, you know, in, I was such in awe that it was just, it, it almost didn't feel real. And it really didn't. And I, uh, I can imagine that moment for both of them um, realizing that, you know what, this is it. And this is our last time walking down this as teammates. Um, and it would just be, you know, I could see that being part of the, the statue talk uh, and, and that being the personification of who they were as teammates and what they meant to the St. Louis Cardinals. Oh yeah, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that 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 they won't. They, they there's no doubt in my mind that they'll have a statue. I mean, that's just. So so then now my question now leads into this for you: Will their numbers be retired? Ooh yeah, I do. I think so. I mean, if you're gonna give them a statue, why I not? think I think they do. Um, and it's not. I mean. Uh, yeah, yeah, they will, and I think I think Pujols' number will be retired too. I agree. Um, I, I there's no doubt in my mind that is this is this Pujols' his last year. Um, I think he has a twenty through twenty twenty two actually, but I could be wrong. Let me I can look it up. But um, either way, I I think Pujols' number will be retired. There's no doubt in my mind. Well, who was it? Who? Oh, it was Brad Miller. Brad Miller, I think it was who who it was. Whenever he came into St. Louis, the 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 guy in the clubhouse was like, "Hey man, what number are you want?" He's without thinking, he said number five. And they're like, "Man, I, I you know I don't I don't think I don't think we're gonna do that." You know, 
I don't think we're going to give that one to you. Yeah, this is this is Pujols' last year on contract. Okay. Making by the way, he's making thirty million dollars. Lord Almighty! Just to put it in perspective for you. Good night, man. That would to me, man. To me, it would be special if they made. I mean, could you imagine if the Cardinals? Hey, could you have? What would you have done if that player to be named letter for the Dexter Hollow trade was Albert Pujols? What would you have well, done? Have they named the player yet? <laughs> no, but I doubt it's him. There's no way uh, the Cardinals are going to take on $30 million. Yeah, no, not, not to begin the season. But could I'm, you imagine? Oof. Yeah. Well, I, I start to think about that too is like, you know, Pujols, if, if the DH was in play, I could maybe see it. Yeah, but to me, it's it's hard, especially if they're in a deep, not deep at that time. But if they're you know if they're in the playoff hunt, come July thirty first, you know, if they're if they're about ten games ahead, I say okay, pull the trigger. But he's in his final year of his contract. I I if he if he doesn't get traded. He won't be traded. I, I'm. I don't. I. So there's not a team that would take that on. Correct. Not a team. Correct. Not a single team. But to me, you know, if if the Cardinals were to trade for him just to give him, you know, that final. I mean, man, just just think about. Just, I couldn't. Uh, I, no, no, it's, it's a lot of emotion. <laughs> yeah. You just you yeah. trade for Pools that last game. You know, Yachty takes behind the plate. Wayno starts last game at Bush. You got Pools, uh, Manning first base. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think I, I truly, honestly believe this. I think that Pujols, whenever he does hang it up, which will probably be after this year, if the Cardinals don't make some odd trade just to get him over here um, to make something I, special happen, kind of like a retirement contract. Well, I think he'll sign like a one-day deal to retire a Cardinal. But I think, I think in the back of my mind, I've got this thought in my head that that you know. You see those three players, you know, they're very, in my eyes, they're iconic St. Louis Cardinals, especially of our time, you know, just being on the field one last time together, um, all wearing Cardinals uniforms. And, um, you know, to me, I would love to trade for pools. I don't care how much, okay, right now, the 30 million, absolutely not. But, you know, if they were to take, you know, even 15 million or whatever, if we could, if we could trade them and, and, and Los Angeles, kept the money if we were you know 10 games ahead um you can keep in my eyes you can keep pools off of a playoff roster um but you know if you were to pull him over here at the trade deadline you've got to be ahead games just to waste a roster spot because i mean let's be real father time has caught up to the pools his injuries have caught up to him and um you know that that's one thing man that I don't cry for sports. I mean, that first time we went to the World Series, I might have teared up. That first time we won the World Series since I've been alive, I may have teared up. But, uh, I mean, that, that I think, moment would, would kind of pull it out of me because, you know, at that point in time, I feel like those three guys are done with baseball. And Yeah, absolutely. But I think now, – now, hear me out. I know we're, we're staying on this topic for a long time, but I think it's important. I – I think now I know we've discussed this Yadier Molina. When the hell is he going to retire? I think that 
you know, I know there's a ton of people in the in, that are on the ballot for the Hall of Fame and only X amount get in. And, you know, how special would it be to for Pools and, and Molina to retire at the same time and both be, both get their, their five-year window in and enter at the same time? I mean, <laughs> it would be difficult because, I mean, there's so many players. I mean, honestly, God, I think – Right now, with what we've got with them being so indecisive on players, you know, I think it could be a potential. Um, but I mean, man, that would be special to me, right? So, obviously, I think we can both say with absolute certainty that Pujols on his first ballot is a unanimous Hall of Famer and should be 100%. Oh, there's no there's doubt, no, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind. I don't and, think. And I, and of course, because somebody, some baseball writers, uh, an idiot will not vote for him because that's how they are. Um, strip the, strip their voting rights in my eyes, strip those. That will be that, you know, we talk about how, you know, the baseball writers screw it up all the time. This would be like, and and with Griffey, yes, he, he should have been a 100 percenter, no doubt in my mind too, Mm -hmm. but Pujols is arguably arguably the greatest right-handed hitter in the game that game has ever seen. Oh yeah. And if anybody were to leave him off of the first ballot hall of fame, they've got some serious explaining to do. Are you going to, are you going to drop gloves with them? I'll drop a glove. Oh, just one. (laughs) Maybe two. I don't know. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm just saying like, there's not, 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 not a doubt in my mind. He makes it first ballot. Yadier Molina on the other hand, personally, I think as Cardinal fans, we all have some bias. um, And we would say that he should be a first ballot hall of famer, but there of course are going to be those baseball writers that will not put him in. And I, unfortunately I'm going, if there was, you know, if you're, doing a pick them and saying, is Yadier Molina going to make it on the first ballot hall of fame? I'm going to say no, because there are people like the Brian Kennys of the world who just refuse to value Molina at a higher level. Um, and just choose to say, you know what? He wasn't as good offensively as any of the other catchers. So he doesn't deserve to be in there. And I think that's a travesty. No, it is because you look at guys like Edgar Martinez who get in solely on hitting and you have a guy in Yadier Molina who has evolved catching, if you will. I mean, he he throws behind runners. You know, there's teams even at his age now that won't run on him. I mean, that that's unprecedented in the game today, you know? I mean, so, I mean, yeah, if you're going to give a guy – the path because he can hit the ball. You're going to have to start bending towards the, uh, the defensive side of things as well. And um, I mean, I mean, I, I, tell me this, there are only two other players that have gold glove, more gold gloves at catcher than Yadi or Molina mm-hmm. Two, Carlton Fisk. And I'm pretty sure it's Carlton Fisk, but Carlton Fisk and, and uh, Yvonne Rodriguez and nobody's touching pudge. Yadi or Molina won't get there. He's at 13 and Yadier Yadier's at nine. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. You um, know that that I, or maybe it's I don't know, maybe it's Johnny. I, mean, I, I don't know. There's but there but there's no way you're gonna sit there and tell me that you're gonna say you know what Pudge was a, Pudge is a, the better all around catcher. There's no doubt in my mind. But you can't tell me that you're just gonna sit there and say, well, because Pudge was a better hitter, 
that's it. It's a game over. Well, I like I've like I've said multiple times, Yadier Molina has evolved catching from anything else. I mean, the, it's just I, I get I get the aspect of hitting. I mean, I do, but that does not complete somebody as a ball player. And I, I mean, I understand his offensive stats may not be there in, in everything, but I mean, it's not like he's hitting you know two ten for his career. You know, I'm sorry, it, it was Johnny Bench. Johnny Bench has ten. Not Carlton Fist, sorry. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, Johnny Bench at ten. And those and, are the only two other players. If he got a Gold Glove this year, he ties Johnny Bench. He ties Johnny Bench, and, who regard him as the best catcher right. ever. Yeah, and, and ever. Johnny, Johnny Bench has respect for Yadier Molina. Exactly. I mean, it, that should tell you enough. But like you said, you've got these ass clowns who say, "Oh, well, you know, I don't, I don't know about Yadier Molina." Okay, well, I don't know about you. I don't know about your TV program. We actually turn your type off. I mean, yeah, Yadier Molina, he's aging, you know, he in the eyes of, you know, it's the same circle of people. It's, you know, you got Mets fans, you have Cubs fans, you have Reds fans, you know, who, oh, you know, Yadier, no, 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 he's hurt you. He has hurt you. So you don't like him. Like put on your fucking big boy pants and accept what it is. He, and, and I'm sure Brave fans don't like him now because, you know, he's, he just, he's a game changer and, it is what it is, you know. I mean, here, let me put this in perspective for you, right? Um, Johnny Bench, all time numbers, right? 2048 hits. Mm-hmm. Molina will pass that within the year, if not, if he already hasn't passed him. Um, 10 gold gloves. Molina, obviously, as we've said, has one less than he does. Uh, games at catcher. Yadier Molina is literally right there at the cusp of passing him. So let's be real here, man. There, there, the discussion really isn't between what you truly believe, right? It's, it's, it's literally people who think that Molina's early career and hitting weighs him down so much that it's never going to get him over the hump. And if that is the case, then I would rather, I would rather uh, everybody else never make it then. Because there is no standard, there is nothing there. Well, and, like and you're literally saying that the elite of the elite, and yes, the Hall of Fame is the elite of the elite. But we're talking then you're talking a microscopic elite of the elite. Yeah. And if that's yeah. the case, then people, you know, no offense to Andrew Jones, but he was never that great in my opinion. Oh no 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 no. And and and, and I and I feel and I feel like he's a good player, but he was never a perennial player like Albert Pujols was. Well, not all, no, we can't get off on this tangent because then I'm going to start defending Jim Edmonds and why, you know, he got shunned so freaking early in Hall of Fame voting. But you, you're saying that he got shunned because he got kicked off the first ballot. Yeah. That's, like, that's, where, your, that's where your heartache is. It's not that he wasn't a great player. That's because the baseball writers literally said, you know what, there's too many people on the t- – on this thing and I'm not going to vote for anybody. So nobody gets in. Yeah. I mean, but, but, but look at Yachty's overall stats. I mean, yeah, the, 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 the pop numbers might not be there, but his batting average career is 281. Yeah. His I, career batting average is 19 knocks off of 300. Like yeah. kiss my fucking ass. <laughs> yeah, no, I, really? I don't, understand. I really don't get it. I, I have no, I, I have no, Okay. Yadier Molina will be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. He will be the next. Oh, no, no doubt. He will be in the Hall of Fame. There's no doubt in my mind. 
it's just not going to be on the first ballot because of people. No, I mean, unless it's, unless it's a, it's a clear path where, where, you know, all these guys are now like, you know, Roland will get in hopefully next year, but like, unless it's like one of these dumbed down, watered down years, I could see it happening because he, he's, he, he, he gets so much disrespect. I feel. Okay. So if he wins, if the Cardinals win the world series and he gets a gold glove, then that percentage goes up pretty drastically. I will say that. I don't know about it. I mean, yeah. yeah yes, it will. It will. Because not only will he have passed Johnny Bench in hits, he will have tied Johnny Bench in gold gloves. He will have as he will have three World Series titles to his name. I mean, that's more than Albert Pools. Yeah. Um, and what he does for the game, I mean, that's more than Yvonne Rodriguez, too. I, I think Yvonne only has one. And I, that was with the Florida Marlins when they beat the Yankees. So, yeah, or whoever the heck it was, I don't even remember. I mean, it could have been with the Marlins. That was a, I mean, it was with the Marlins because 2003, that's when I mean, that's I, I honestly, God, like until I just looked it up, I did not realize that his career batting average was where it was. I, yeah. I would have, I would have fully expected it to be in the 250s, 260s. So, yes. I mean, yeah, that's the, that again, and that's the, the early year perception of Yadier Molina is that he never got over that hump. And I'm like, do you guys realize the evolution of the hitter that Yadier Molina has gone through? Just look at his batting stance, that'll tell you everything. Oh, well, and I mean, yeah. <laughs> look at like, like literally if you go back to early footage of his batting stands to what it is right now, that is the evolution of a hitter. That is it right there. I, I, I promise, I swear on everything that's good in this land, go look at that tape and tell me that he has not evolved as a hitter. And if you tell me I'm wrong, well, he's, you're not a true fan. He, he has, I mean, but that's the thing is he, he adjusts himself to get where he needs to be. And, um, you know, and I don't think, you know, I've, I've looked at stats enough. I mean, until I've pulled this up, but I mean, in 17 years, he has hit 305 times. Like I don't, I, I did not know even three hit 300 once. I'll be honest with you. I had no idea Yadier Molina hit 301 time but he's done it five times and people are giving him so much disrespect. I mean, I, they need to, they need to take the freaking hall of fame voting away from home run hitters. You know, I mean, it's not about the home run, you know, it's about, it's about winning. It's about being good. And and 280 is not bad. Look, we, we all grew up with the saying that failing seven times, in a baseball games and being successful three other times was the standard. And if you are telling me that as a pro player that you hit 280, that's a lot of respect because there is a microscopic percentage of people born in the United States that, or anywhere around the world that get to the level that these players are at and to be able to hit 280 off of people throwing 95 to upwards of a hundred miles an hour. That's not a small task. It's easily the hardest thing to do in sports is to hit that kind of a, a, a pitch. It's the hardest thing to do. And if you're telling me that somebody who bats 280 isn't worthy of Hall of Fame consideration, you don't deserve to be voting for the Hall of Fame. I'm sorry. No, they, they, to me, man, they just need to take take that away from the riders. There's just, you know, these blank ballots and shit like that. They just need to get rid of it because it's not, I mean, if you're not voting, you're wasting an opportunity for, you know, let's, let's go back to Jim Edmonds. You know, that guy shouldn't have been off the ballot so damn quick. 
No. I mean, it, everybody was, oh, Andrew Jones, Andrew Jones. Literally, Jim Edmonds was yanked off the ballot too damn soon. And, and I want to throw this out there, too, because I think while we're still on this topic, that – and I think this – not necessarily gets overlooked, but we don't give it as much credit as anything else is Yadier Molina has only been on one team. And I cannot, I can't even count on my hands how many players that have been into the hall of fame that have actually stuck to one team. Oh no, absolutely. I mean, back in the day, yes, but I feel like, I feel like in today's game, everybody starts jumping around, especially Jer- when Derek Jeter is the only one that comes to mind. Correct. Yeah. 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 So here you're, you're, are you looking at stats right now? I, I'm look. I'm not. No, I'm. I'm looking at Yadier Molina's stats while okay, we're okay, talking okay, about okay. it. But okay. I'm telling you, like in my well, head, I can't what I want think you to of do. anything. Lock your phone screen. I don't want you to look at it. All right. Okay. Tell me when that's done. I'm done. I'm sure you've already probably looked at the numbers, and that's fine. No, I so haven't. I'm going to tell you a stat that is, I think, is looked over. Um. So I'm going to throw a number out at you. Okay. Derek Jeter in his 20 year career struck out 1,840 times. Okay. 1840. How many times do you think Yadier Molina has struck out in his 17 year career? Be realistic with yourself. I mean, yeah, yeah, honestly, I'm, I'm fine. I, have, I didn't see this stat. So I'm okay, good. Nervous. Thank God. This is. <laughs> so you said 18 what 1847 1840 is how many times that Derek Jeter has struck out in his 20 year career if I had to guess 900 Yadier Molina has struck out 17 years 803 times wow you want to know his max strikeouts in a year was 50 74 in 2017 jeez he's floating around 50 to 60 each year except for except for 2017 74 times where he still hit 273 yeah i, I just I mean, don't how, i don't get how you can say you, i mean i know i know it's not a power stat but a thousand more strikeouts a thousand more He's putting. I mean, well, he he may not be getting hits, but he's making contact at some point in time because he's not swinging and missing. Yeah, and I mean, and I think, you know, let's say that the Cardinals had won in two thousand four, um, two thousand thirteen, and given him four rings. I don't even think this is even a debate at that point. But why? I, I think that's why. That's what's boosting Derek Jeter. What boosted him so much was that. There was consistent winning. Yeah. I, I, I truly think that if Yadier Molina had a ring in for 20, 2004 um, plus 2006 and 11 uh, plus 13, I mean, we're talking about four World Series titles compared to two, which is nothing to sneeze at either because not everybody wins. But if you're talking about four World Series, I think there's not a doubt in my mind that nobody would say that he isn't a for sure Hall of Famer first ballot. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. I mean, but I, I to me, you know, no, I, I don't your, hang, I don't stat is, your stat is relevant though, because I because it it makes me think of the year that Pujols only struck out like like thirty something times in one year. 
yeah. or something, something crazy like that. And I'm thinking to myself, like, that's absurd. Yeah, no, I or mean, when, or when Barry Bonds had like so, so many walks compared to strikeouts and you're just like, <laughs> that's absurd. Yeah, absolutely. No. And I don't think I, I mean, but I, I didn't know that was a thing. I was just sitting here going through things and, and to yeah. me, you know, a thousand, a th- that's, a, that's a lot. Yeah. And I, and I think if, if I got to be real here, I think the personal goals right now are fueling Yachty more than the team goals. Um, oh, and, no, that's not to, and, and not to say that he doesn't care about the team winning. Cause obviously he does, but I mean, right now at his advanced age, it's all about one more goal, maybe two, win another world series, get to, to get to Cooperstown. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. where, that's where this resides. And, and I think, you know, he wants to be the top. He wants to be known as one of the greatest catchers of all time. And that means he needs to continue to play at catcher. He needs to rack up the games at catcher. Where can he do that? And that's St. Louis. That's it. He's not going to do a lot more anywhere else. I can, I can guarantee it. Oh no, absolutely. No. And I mean, that's, that's a fair point, you know, but Oh man, I'm still I'm still stuck on a thousand more strikeouts. I mean, it just uh, yeah. it's just it's kind of mind blowing, honestly. It is, it is. I mean, he's a good just... hitter. He's a good hitter. I, and there's not, I mean, if you again, if you looked, if you were to talk about the top five clutch hits ever in Cardinals history, Yadier Molina's home run in Game Seven of the during that 2006 run comes to comes to the top of my mind which year was that 2006 oh oh man that 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 golf shot yes i, I mean how clutch was that well and, and you know you didn't ex- I, I me personally no i mean i, I wouldn't have thought that that was going to come off of that it's just like no, so i mean it was, it was yeah exactly and i was about to say that too is no different than so to gucci's home run Against Billy Wagner, who has been a thorn in everybody's side in the NL for so long. And then you see a guy like Yadier Molina come up to bat and you're thinking, okay, let's just get a hit. Gone. Yeah. And you're just like, wow. Those that's just one this of those is, moments that that uh Yeah. You'll never forget anyone. I'll never forget it. Oh no. No, absolutely. So how how do you think uh, everything else is gonna fare this year? Who 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 are your who who are the teams? Um, that are, are going to who, who scare you essentially in the in the NL. In this, let, I'll start by the Central first. Uh, I'm not scared of one team in the NL Central. Mm-mm. Not mm-hmm. a single one. Not one. I think the Cardinals win this division. I put a hundred bucks on it, so I'm I'm not worried about it. I, I feel really good about it. And the only way the Cardinals lose this division is be, is through catastrophic injury. Yeah, I think I think they could. Yeah, I think they could. I, th- I still think they could win it with um, without Arenado. Well, okay, hold on, no, hold, no, 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 hold on, hold on, not, hold, on hold on. Let me pull the reins back because then I thought he was going to be a third base. Easy let me now. let me pull the reins. Yeah, back. yeah, Carpenter. <laughs> uh, I got a little scary for a minute. I don't want to tread in those waters again. Easy, easy. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, I I think uh, you know I, I agree. I agree with that one hundred percent. I'd put big money down because I think, and it's laughable that the 81 wins man well no not only pakota's numbers but i think it's laughable what happened in chicago and what's continuing to happen you know that everybody thought oh the cubs dynasty is here man they won one freaking world series dude 
the Kansas City Royals went to back to back. And I think, you know, granted that fell apart real quick too, but I think that was more impressive and than what anything Chicago did. Let me put it to you this way. Right after the Arenado trade, I texted a good buddy of mine. His name's Kevin. And I, the, the singular question I asked him was, how does it feel to see the Cardinals reload like this <laughs> on a consistent basis? Because it can't be fun. If you, if you are an NL Central team and you're sitting there thinking, holy shit, the Cardinals just got Arenado, they're back. Yeah, you're damn right they are. <laughs> um, and that's not going anywhere. And his response to me was, it's really frustrating because just when you think you, they're, they're on a decline, they pull some shit like this and it's an instant, well, we're screwed mm-hmm. because they have the best offense in the NL Central. And I don't care that Milwaukee's offense is whatever. Like, yes, they're good. But I'm telling you, the Cardinals are a better team than anybody in the NL Central right now, even with all the question marks that they have. Yeah, no, I, I fully agree with that. Like, I think that that your likes of Chris Bryant will probably be traded near the deadline, depending on how everything's going. Um, I think, you know, I think I think one of the guys that they'll try to keep around, and I don't know why, is, is Javi Baez. Um you, you have to have some star power somewhere, man. You can't well, I just mean, get rid of everybody. I, if that's the case, then you might as well have done what the Pittsburgh Pirates did this this last offseason and say, you know what, fire sale, be done with it. Yeah. Um, they would have traded him a long time ago if they would have thought, if they really were truly going down that route. Well, I mean, but I don't get know. What, get, get the most value that you can. That's that, that would be the name of the game, and they would have done that. Well, and I, I don't know if they're going to have the money to uh, bring them both back. No, because I mean they're both going to be due for a big. I mean they they centered everything around this core of players to go deep multiple times, and man, the sweetest feeling in the world was that night that Colorado wasn't it Colorado that beat yeah. in that playing game, the wild card game. Sorry, and I just I, I unloaded because yeah. I, I mean they have they haven't been back since, have they? I mean they've been to the wild card game, but. They haven't went to an actual NLDS, if I'm not no. mistaken. I mean, again, we could. We, this is a definitely a topic we could carry on forever. But the the point of the the, the fact that the fact of the matter is is that they had their moment, and this is where I draw back to what I said at the very beginning of this uh, talk: is that the level of consistency, the the motivation to win at a consistent level that the Cardinals have done for so, so long is so, so underrated right now that when you put yourself compared to a team that has not had that much success, that wins once and then falters off like the Cubs have done, and and you can't appreciate the Cardinals more, that is – you're kidding yourself. You're just kidding yourself at that point because there's not a second in my life that I would trade one World Series – and then a flash in the pan mm-hmm. just to lose continuously and then do it again, maybe 40, 50 years down the road. Yeah. Not I don't, in I, my life. I don't even know how their prospect pool looks, but I mean, I don't care. it's probably <laughs> not, uh, doesn't matter because they did what they had to do to win. And that's probably what has hurt them the most. They did what they needed to do to win in that moment, what? but then you have to sustain that. And that has not happened. 
No, absolutely. And you know what? I mean, they traded Glaber, I think, for uh, Aroldis Chapman. <laughs> and then he got and got and he still went to the Yankees. So it, it yeah, doesn't those, even really matter. Those are so. my favorite trades. I mean, um, you know, look at look at Chris Archer. He's heading right. back to Tampa, and oh my god, you know, yeah. Pittsburgh I just think that we wanted him so badly, and he flamed out. Well, you know, he took last year off. I can understand that. You know, players taking last year off due to the uncertainty. But I mean, they got. I think I I said something a week or so ago that they got thirty three starts out of him, and, and he like a year and yeah. a half yeah like in a like in 33 is the average for a full season of starting pitcher so you yes. traded all everything they traded to tampa bay for 33 starts i mean yikes that's just that's just not gonna sit well with me as a fan no but um I think, yeah again okay so let let me let we we keep you know digressing here but that's okay this is your show not mine uh <laughs> Uh, it's about so, the only time that you said that. I like yeah, that. I like yeah, that. you're right. You're right. Play it back, everybody. Uh, play it back. Let's rewind five seconds. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> um, if we're talking NL West, obviously the only two teams that truly matter at this point are the Padres and the Dodgers. Um, you know, talking about teams that are reloading, it seems like the Dodgers just continuously just shell shove out shovel out money to whomever is willing to listen um and it works i mean it works that if that's what gets people to come over i mean i would play i'd play for the dodgers for 45 million a year wouldn't you well yeah (laughs) i mean there's, there's no doubt in my mind um so the dodgers are the truly the only team um that really scare me. And, and did you know they're still in the pluses for odds to win the, the league? I mean, that's not surprising. It's not, but at the same time, it kind of is. Cause it's like, how are they not the overwhelming favorite? They are technically t- in terms of the odds right now, but they are literally still at the plus. I think it was plus 200 or something like that. And I'm like, that's easy money too. Well, they're I becoming think. the, you know, late nineties, early 2000 Yankees and teams like that. You just want to see fail. Yeah, I and mean, I know people uh, hate the Cardinals because of their their history of being yeah. in the playoffs. But you know, go point fingers at these guys spending so much money just to fail. I mean, right. that's I mean, I don't care. I would love for the San Diego Padres to win the NL West and well, the and Dodgers to get a let me put wild it, card game. And let me put it this way, right? There has to be some vindication here that's going to happen if the Dodgers win the world series this year through a 162 game schedule, as opposed to a 60 game schedule. Yeah. I think I mean, that don't, don't, don't kid yourself. Like, yeah, like, yes, great. They won the world series. And if you want to call it legitimate or not, I think that's not really an argument. I think it's legit. It's whatever. But again, there are going to be people out there that said, well, what would have happened if Kershaw pitched 162 games, Absolutely. right? Because Kershaw has his moments in the playoffs, but that was after 162 games not after 60 games where he only had what 10 starts maybe. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, there is, there is a fatigue factor that we're talking about. Um, so, you know, for them to win this year is vindication for last year too. So there is high motivation. Don't, and I don't think anybody should be playing this off as, you know what, even if they don't win, they'll be back next year. No, no, no. 
they're going to want to win as bad as they did last year, as they will this year, just to just to be uh, have that vindication. Yeah, I can. I mean, I, I absolutely see it too. I mean, but those are going to be some dog fights. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you you honestly kind of hope for the moment that the wild card ends up being the Padres and Dodgers, and one of them have to take each other out. That's what you have to. If you're the Cardinals, that's what you want. Which means you have to win your division. You oh, have yeah, to go think, out and win your division. I don't and think if they're in a position, and if they're in the position to win the division, you bet your butt Mosellac will make a trade trade uh, trade deadline day uh, deal. It will happen. Put me down on it, hundred bucks. Oh yeah, that's why I don't think they did anything last year. Honest to God, like you have you have one month left. Yeah, and you don't know if you're gonna even finish out the season. Like no. all in all, yeah, I, I get people's, I get fans' frustration on not making a deal, but why do you want to make a move for you know a month? Why do you want to trade off your assets for a month? It does, doesn't make sense to me, especially with how things have been going for St. Louis. And honest to God, they almost beat San Diego. Yeah, with what they had. They should have. No, 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 no. Let's let's not say that they you know almost. What? They you know should what? have. They should if, have one. If you would have listened to my previous podcast, you'd be up to date that that's that's exactly what I said. They nah, should have beat their butt. One pitch. That's all it was. Literally one pitch changed that game. Well, and it, and, it, and, it, and I will tell you this: it was not the Machado home run. I'm sorry, the Tatis home run. It was not that pitch. It was a completely different pitch, and that's a different conversation for a different. Well, day. you know, the the Cardinals got they had a lot of shit luck having to throw doubleheader after doubleheader after doubleheader that taxes your bullpen we heard we saw guys that we've never even heard of before get called up from the taxi squad and come out and pitch and we're like okay well let's see what this guy can do yeah i mean last year was it is what it was oh yeah i'm not mad about it i mean we should have won but i mean it is what it is probably got our ass handed to us by la but all right nl east yeah, I would man. say, yeah, I, I, I mean, the Braves are probably the number one team, even though <laughs> Pagoda or Baseball Prospectus doesn't have them even as the as the division winner. They're the what the fourth place team, according to their standings. Um, I, I know everybody is high on the Mets, but until the Mets pitchers have a healthy season, I'm not picking them to do anything. I don't care. I don't care. They could have all the best pitchers in the world on paper, but unless all of them remain healthy all at the same time and are all firing on all cylinders, I'm not picking them. I'm not afraid of them. I'm not. Um, so really, realistically, the Phillies, yeah. And remember what I told you a couple of years ago when Bryce Harper signed. I told you that the Phillies would never make the World Series after that signature. That, never that, that. that, that whole uh... – that whole project that lasted long. Yeah. That, I, I'm telling you, man, it's not going to happen. They no, just, it's I don't, not see, happen. No, I don't, I mean that, I think the NL East is going to be probably a, a, a dog fight too, though, for those, for Atlanta and New York. I mean, I think, I think that if New York has a healthy rotation, it could be fun to watch, but I mean, again, the, and, and, and if you're talking baseball here, right. You're sitting here thinking to yourself, best case scenario is that the Cardinals face the division winner of that 
And if you're talking from a baseball perspective, perspective, that's Atlanta. You won Atlanta in the division series, mainly because you respect the Mets pitching. And I want to, I want to chap that ass again. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, and I don't, I don't know why I, it is what it is, but yeah, I don't, you know, I mean, I guess either way, the, the Mets fans hate us. The Braves. Hate yeah, fans hate everybody us. hates us. The fans hate us. I mean, yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I can see it. I mean, I think I think that if the Cardinals are in a position to, and everything's got to be going right, but I think at the deadline, if we are pushing for, you know, and looking really good, I think they get a frontline starter. I don't know who that would be, but, uh, you know, pitching does win you, pitching wins pennants. Pitching I, again, wins. And, and uh, again, we have, we're relying on Jack Flaherty. We're relying on Wayno. We're relying on a Michaelis coming back from injury. KK, who, you know, is our only left-hander um, in the, in the rotation. You're, you're, and then you have a huge question mark at your fifth starter, whether that be Carlos Martinez, Alex Reyes, Ponce de Leon. I mean, you name it. Um, there is a lot of, there's again, you have to expect if the Cardinals are in a position to really, really, really make a splash, a frontline starter is who they have to get. There's no doubt in my mind. And wouldn't it be just poetic justice at some point to see Max Scherzer in a Cardinal uniform? Well, oh. it is a, he is in his last year out in oh, man. Washington. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I mean, let's, I mean, let's, uh, I hate painting pictures, but can you imagine getting Scherzer game one, handing the ball to Flaherty in game two? I mean, you've got to be defeated at that point in time. I mean, it's no different than the Dodgers giving Kershaw game one and Bauer game two, and then, <laughs> and then Bueller game three. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think we're going to see much out of uh, Trevor Bauer out in LA. Really? I, I don't, and I say that because I just think he's too much in his head. I think he's way too far in his head, and I think that that will. Well, I mean, he better put up or shut up at forty, forty, forty-five million dollars a year. That's for well, sure. That contract, he, he's 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 got that contract set to where he can pitch like shit and go, hey, I'm coming back next year to collect a, a another forty-five million, and then go, hey, well, I'm out after the second year. I mean, an option after each year now. I hate to get off on this, but um, now nah, that that I'll I'll wake that that beast up for another time. But mm-hmm. no, I think that uh, I, I I don't think he's going to do much. No, uh, I, well, I, I maybe I don't know. I it's hard to say, obviously. So. Well, no, it, it absolutely is. But I mean, you just I, I don't know. I don't I don't necessarily dislike the guy. But that just type of person, you're too far in your head. And I mean, he pitched great for Cincinnati in that wild card game or play in game, whatever the hell it was. And I mean, but Cincinnati just couldn't do anything. They couldn't get the bats going. And yeah. um, it is what it is. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to mark it down now. My playoff teams are the Dodgers, Padres, Cardinals. Braves and Mets. Now they're not doing the expanded playoffs this year, correct? I I don't think so. I know that they was they were kind of going back and forth, but I wasn't for sure if we had no. anything set in stone yet on that. Nope, those are my teams. That those are my NL teams to make the playoffs. That's interesting. 
That's very interesting. No, I mean, I mean, they're they're. It sounds right. I mean, unless Washington can duplicate any success, I mean, their rotation is what I guess somewhat stronger with John Lester in it, which I had no idea he signed with them until like when it showed up. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I just don't see them truly making a big splash. I mean, who is their big hitter outside of Juan Soto? I don't know, but it's funny that you bring up the Scherzer thing because I had a buddy of mine actually bring that up two weeks ago on trading for Scherzer because he's in his last year. Right. I mean, I, I why not do it at the I mean, deadline I, if you're I, out and you need some prospects? Why not do it to make a run? That's what I'm saying. I mean, it it has it. It's tailor made, baby. It's tailor made. I mean, I hope so. I hope it is. Who 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 concerns you in our outfield right now? Harrison Bader. No. Uh, I'm going to agree to disagree somewhat. No, 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 no. You can't disagree with me because you were the one that said he was going to be the standout guy <laughs> no, from no, no. two years ago. No. If he, if he, if he can, I, I guess we keep hanging our hats on, you know, can he lay off the slider? It's every year. It's like, oh, we're going to see a different Harrison Bader this year. But um, I mean, it's got to be somewhat concerning that, you know, Tyler O'Neill into the season way under 200, you know, no, no, I, I don't disagree with you. I, I, you asked me who I thought was the most concerning guy. Yeah, I gave you that. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you. Yeah, I, I agree. It's a big question mark. I'm not saying Tyler O'Neill doesn't concern me, but I think he he has more upside than Harrison Bader does. At the plate or defensively? Both apparently because he won a gold glove last year. Uh, uh, <laughs> the sham 2020 season. Hey, you know what? If you're uh, calling his gold glove a sham, you might as well call the Dodgers uh, World Series a sham too. Then. Oh no, I know. Okay. I mean, that's I what I thought. That's what I thought. Then it's true. Oh man, yeah. I don't know. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it to start. Okay, um, but if you want me to be also realistic. Dylan Carlson also does have concern too. I don't know I mean, if that I don't think that that I brought up Dylan Carlson and I don't know that this is this is a concern on Dylan Carlson at this point in time. The only reason why I say you could you could say there is some is concern is that he's never played a full season. Um so the grind of a full season, we'll see how that plays out. First time up through the big leagues, it wasn't great. Second time, he finally found a stroke. And I think in the playoffs, you saw a peak Dylan Carlson, right? You saw him. Oh, I know. There was no peak. That was the beginning. Yeah, that what I meant beginning. to say, that was the beginning of the peak, right? Like, that was the beginning of he's, what you he's thought. He's the hill at that point in time. But honestly, right. God, like, the thing, the biggest thing with Carlson is is the, the fact that he was sent down for a week or two. Yeah. Came back and was a totally different player than what. And, and I agree with that. And that's what I'm saying. It's like the first time up, it was – you're like, okay, okay, okay. Let's slow our roll here. Let's. We got him some at bats. We saw what he could do. Now let's go get him. I reset. also, I also am a firm believer that they did what they did with sending him down, not only to get him to adjust, but I think they did that to keep him under the rookie threshold, so he would have a full season to go for that rookie of the year. Um, now Maybe. you know, you know that I am very high on the kid, but Maybe. I think. Yeah, oh yeah, me. Yeah, it's me. It's me. Hello. It's Dylan me. Dylan Dingenals. 
<laughs> so I think that, you know, I think that's one of the reasons not only to get him to, you know, gather his thoughts, but that was to keep him under the rookie threshold. So he could go out and actually compete for a rookie of the year. But I also think that, you know, I know you say, well, the grind of 162 games, he's never done it. But what kind of toll was it day in and day out playing two games? Granted, they were seven inning games, but I mean, the body, you know, 14 innings. Look, I, I completely agree. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind that that takes a toll too, but I, but you're also, we're, we're also, you know, 60 games. I, I just feel like that there, there is something to be said about playing a, a full 162 games over six months. Oh, I get it. Dog, dog days of summer. Right. You know, well, they're spread out too. I mean, you yeah. get time off and you, and, I don't know. I just think I think that in the I think finally it seemed like everybody started opening. I mean, there was so much Dylan Carlson slander because mm-hmm. the kid, you know, everybody's oh, well, this is you know, this is what we're waiting on, and he's not doing anything. Well, yeah, you know, I'm sorry, like, he, I'm sorry, he wasn't out pools right off the bat. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the thing is, is the kid came up. He wasn't playing live games in Springfield. Right. You know, there was there was none of that business. He came up. And he finally got to see big league pitching, but I'm all in all, I'm excited that that's what they did with him. They got him used to seeing major league pitching in a shortened season to where now in 2021, he can come in has a full season. He's already seen it a couple times, you know, batting in front of two of the best hitters from the NL West over the past, you know, X amount of years. And man, and it's, it's going to be good, but, you know, I, I think he, with all bias aside, I think he's our best outfielder. And um, yeah, he, to me, he's a ball player, you know. I mean, he is our best outfielder. I, I have no doubt. I have no disagreements here. No doubt. But I think, like I said, I think he's a, he, I think he's a ball player. I think he's he's your, your Goldschmidt type. He's your um, he's your Arenado type. Uh, you know, he just he comes apart, puts his head down, and let's play some ball. So who's who's going to be at second? Then you got Tommy Edmond. You got I mean, Matt Carpenter. Well, if you are a smart person, it's Tommy Edmond. <laughs> no, theory. But no, also no, 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 no. Let's 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 not let's not say in theory. If you are a smart person, there is no other option at second base than well, Tommy. Edmund. I mean that's true. You can give you can give Tommy Edmond a day off here, but he is your primary starter. I mean, I hope so. He should be. But you also got a guy on the bench making X amount of dollars. Don't care. Uh, don't so care. so was Dexter Fowler. Well, but he, he played. Was, he played a lot too. Right, but he got moved. He got traded. We paid LA to take him. That's fine. I'm just saying, if the Cardinals were willing to are willing to pay somebody to play somewhere else, they will be willing to play or to bench somebody that has frankly not done anything for the team in the last three seasons. Yeah. I mean, you're right there. I mean, th- that's the thing, though, too. I mean, I'm glad they did it. You can't have two guys on your bench that aren't even playing making over $30 million. I mean, that's just absurd. No, I, it's not. And it's not that I dislike Matt Carpenter. I really like him as a Cardinal. He's a, he, if you were, if you were going to define somebody as a Cardinal, he's one of those names where I would say, yeah, that's one of them. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, what you said earlier, you play to win the game. Mm hmm. And he 
not necessarily makes your team worse, but if you're playing to win the game, he's not the guy. Yeah. He's not the guy. So who, who's going to get that fifth spot in the rotation? You have to uh, I will reserve judgment until spring training is over. But that's not what I asked. Okay, fine. If that's how, if you that's have... you're going to take, it's going to be Carlos Martinez. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Yes, I am. I'm going there. Uh, I'm going there. I'm going there. I'm sorry wow. to do Well, we were about to enter the hot take segment, but you just provided the hottest take of the off season. That is also the trash. I'll be with the Cy Young now because. <laughs> so why aren't you giving Alex Reyes a spot? Why aren't you giving him the shot to start in a rotation? Nobody said I wasn't. But I'm you just told me that Carlos Martinez was going to be your fifth starter. Because you asked me a question. I did. So, so I answered that question. You didn't oh, say, well, God, what about is... Alex Reyes? No, that wasn't. No, because you didn't even. You said Carlos Martinez. Right. That is the worst take of all time. That's worse than Harrison Bader being our best player in the Well, two you know, years. things change over time. Things no, change over time. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> Selective. I don't get that. You know, sometimes things happen. Yeah. Okay. Right. So you know what? That's fine. You can pick Carlos Martinez. I All think right. he's traded at the deadline myself, but I, I'm going to let Alex Reyes start because it's, you know, if he's healthy, why not give him the shot? His, his stuff is nasty. I will tell you this. If the Cardinals are not in first place at the deadline or hovering around third place, Carlos Martinez will be traded. But if they're in first place, it's not happening. Also, you know, recently Derek Gould made a comment back to uh, one of his, one of the readers in his like uh, Cardinals chat, and somebody said, "Well, why haven't we traded Carlos Martinez?" And and he said, "It's not that the Cardinals haven't tried. Nobody is taking him. Oh God, so nobody he- is taking him. So your assessment is just categorically wrong." But so so we have a player that nobody wants. And you're going to put him in the rotation? Because no, 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 whoa, 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 you're misinterpreting this. Carlos Martinez, when right, has just as good a stuff as anybody on that team. Okay, Tito, when was he right? 2015. It is. You're entering 2020. I'm just. You asked me when he was right. That's what I said. My goodness. Look, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He offers a chance to hey, win. And we're gonna we're we're gonna reverse everything from, from back in you know 2019 or 18, whenever it was. Who is your most improved player in 2021? Most improved player from 2019 to 2021. No, 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 no. I'm saying go back. You know, whenever I made my Harrison Bader. Oh, I said Paul the Young. Is that who it's gonna be in 2021? No, no, you asked me who I said, right? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm asking you, who is your most improved player from 2020 to 2021? I'm saying oh, I said Harrison okay, Bader okay, back gotcha, then, gotcha. and I made a mistake. I'm on the record. Yeah. So who, um, I am going to – I'm going to double down on Paul Young. Okay. I think last year, you know <laughs> – Watching, watching how the Cardinals flamed out of the playoffs was very, very difficult. Um, especially in what was it, 2019, whenever they played the Nationals, right? Right. Uh, yeah, 2019. 
to see Paul DeYoung play at at such a low confidence yeah. was really, really, really hard because not only had they just signed him to an extension or whatever, you know, a year before, but he was off of a 30 home run season and it was just really, really hard to see him play. So with such a low confidence um, and it didn't really translate into, and it, it kept going in 2020. Right. Um so I, I think, you know, time heals all wounds, time to prepare and whatnot for the season. I think he has a bounce back year and he becomes – he improves. Okay, so – I'm doubling down. I'm doubling down. He's your and I most hope you double down. Uh, yeah. Most improved in 2021. Yeah. Who Who is your best pitcher? It doesn't – rotation, bullpen, it doesn't matter. Who are you going with? Um – I'm going to say, God, I really want to say Carlos Martinez to piss you <laughs> off, but uh, I, I'm going to say Jack Flaherty. Okay, I think he, I think he returns to his normal self and he pitches like we know he can. Well, um, uh, that's that's fine. I'm going with uh, Jordan Hicks. I'm going to go back to the start of the show and I'm going Jordan Hicks. I think there's just so much that he's he's ready to ball out, and fair. I mean, that's where it's at. There, that's fair. Who's gonna lead the team in home runs? Arenado. How many? Thirty-five. Thirty-five. Wow. Okay. Okay. Is, <laughs> is what? I hope I get there. <laughs> is is Wainwright gonna be in the rotation? Yes. Why wouldn't he be? I don't I, shit. I don't know. <laughs> a, I don't have an answer. Bring him back if he's not going to be in the rotation. I don't get that. Does emos close down in twenty twenty one? No. <laughs> Damn. You wish. Oh, by the way, shout out emos. Shameless that, emos club. They don't sponsor this show. Well, I'm sponsoring them right now. Oh, shout out emos. I'll be waiting for that Venmo payment then. Everybody knows it's Tito the squared oh, beyond compared. God. Love you. The worst song I've ever heard in my life. So, do, okay, let me let me ask you this then. Does does uh Carlson win rookie of the year? This is my show. I'm going to remind you so, so anything other than yes, this is, you, you only have one answer. Yeah, I, honestly, I I don't know really any other rookies going into this year, so I'm just gonna say yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know what if anybody else crossed over the the threshold. Yeah, I haven't really dug down deep, honestly. Yeah, so, I'm gonna say yes. So, what's our win rot win loss record? Um, if we, they play 162, if they play a full season, I'm going, um, I'm going to say 90 and 72. 90 and 72. That's a, that's a fairly good number. How many games above the second place team? How many games do we win the NL Central by? Five. Five? Ugh. That's too close for comfort. Well, I mean, it is the Cardinals. Yeah, they do like to do cardiac that. the cardiac cards for a reason, baby. Have you bought a new jersey? Yes. Who? Molina, red. 
How many Molina jerseys do you have? Two. Wow. Okay. I thought it was more. Nah. I I will be on record saying that I am not a person that uh, I'm very superstitious when it super superstitious when it comes to jerseys, and I do not buy jerseys with names on them unless I oh, know you're one of those. I'm very superstitious about it. Yes. You buy blank jerseys. I am very superstitious about it. Oh, who invited you on this podcast? I don't know. Maybe talk to yourself about that. I I didn't know you were that type of guy. Well, I did not know you were a blank jersey I, guy. I broke my rule for Molina, so that's impressive. No, I bought. I actually bought a, an Aussie Smith throwback. Like, um, okay, so you're talking about? No, 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 no. no, no, no. Um, we're going back to superstitions for a second. I bought a Aussie Smith throwback mm-hmm. um, a couple years back. Every game that I wore it out, they lost. I, I had to sell it. I mean, so I'm I'm spot on with that. But uh, I feel you on that. I mean, I had to get rid of it. I will say that when the Cardinals win a playoff game, I wear the same jersey the next day. Well, so, you, ha- you have to. Yeah, I, I, am, to. I am that kind of person. So, I mean, yeah, I, I did it for a Blues jersey. I didn't buy a single name on it. I was in between Alexander Steen um, and uh, I think Terrace or not Tarasenko. I think it was just Alexander Steen because he was he was my guy. He was just a uh, hard, hard, gritty guy and. I think that was what the blues were about really. Um, and it was around the time that there were a lot of trade rumors for him and I just couldn't pull the trigger. So I said, you know what? I don't want to be the guy that walks into the the arena with a steam Jersey and he's not even on the team, man. Back in the day, man, my superstition growing up was, uh, was um, if I, if I missed the Cardinals game, I would watch ESPN. This is when sports center was, was, you know, Actually, at the peak. And I would, <clears throat> sorry, I would wait for the highlights to come up. I would wait for the highlights to come up and I would keep my eyes away from the scroller because it's right. ruined at that point in time. Yeah. You know, you don't want to ruin how the Cardinal game went. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't want to know if they lost or won and, and the highlights right. were always there, but no, I had to sell off a Jersey cause it wasn't bringing me any luck. And, you know, I mean, I've, I've got my Flaherty Jersey now and, I uh, I also also after playoff loss I also washed that jersey too. Wait, you don't wash them either? No, I, I wash the the if we lose I wash the jersey that night and I uh, dry it and get it ready. Dry it, and get it ready. I take it to the the dry cleaners and they press it for me. Yeah, well you're a loser. So. No, I don't do that though. Well, I do. I know you do. I know you do. So no other superstitions. Uh, is it ter- in terms of baseball? Yeah. I mean, um, have you ever ha- answer me this? Have you ever left a game early? No, never. Yeah, me either. That's so- I've never left, That's I've never so left a game early mainly because I, I just enjoy the game too much. Well, to not only that, but I guess, I guess it's different for me and you because, well, for me, especially because like, I mean, I don't live close to St. Louis and right. just the, the sheer thought I stayed, I stayed for the whole 20 inning game against the Mets. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I stayed for the walk-off Gary Bennett grand slam against the Cubs in 2006. I mean, I mean, think about the game in Arizona, right? A couple of years ago, I stayed up the entire time that game went on. I finished that game and it was at 3 AM in the morning. I, we had work the next day and whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not missing that. I want all of it. 
Wow. Yeah. Okay. So do you, do you have any, do you have any hot takes for me? We'll just bring it all back. You got any hot takes for me? Um, honestly, are you growing um, a beard yet? Yeah, I do have a beard right no, you now. Don't shut up. Yes, I do. I do. <laughs> it's just not very long. You know, I keep it true. Oh, yeah, you know, that's right. You look, you like to look GQ on it. Yeah. You know, I, I have to look cute. Oh, no, I said uh, GQ, not cute. Well, yeah, the GQs are cute, right? Uh, I guess so. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, honestly, no, I don't really have a hot take outside of the fact that um, that, I, that I really think the Cardinals um, have a good team, and I think they win the Central. And I think uh, I, I really hope – I would really like to see a Cardinals-Yankees World Series. Uh, my dad's a Yankees fan um, and a Cardinal fan, but um, – he he and I like to do a little banter back and forth, so it'd be nice to to actually see one uh, together. So it'd be nice. Yeah, that's one stadium I'd like to go to is New York or yep. the Yankee uh, Stadium. Yeah, my wife got me for my birthday this year a um, frame of all the baseball stadiums, and I can put a picture inside a little box sweet. for where every stadium that I've hit. So. Well, you need to start a tour. You need to start doing it every summer. Yeah, I uh, well, COVID kind of ruined last year. Absolutely. Yeah. I was I was planning to head to uh, Great American Ballpark um, and possibly the Brewers uh, Stadium. So uh, we'll see what this year brings us, and if you know things settle down with COVID, everybody gets their shots. Um, I might actually ask you to take that trip with me. So who knows? Wow, that's an honor. You can you can stay on the show. You know, you can stay on the show. You're welcome. We'll allow it. We'll allow. Okay. Mean, well, you know, we've almost been doing this for two hours. People probably are done listening at this point. <laughs> so, um, where can the great folks find you at? Um, they can find me at at Triveratops on Twitter, um, and just as a hint, hint for everybody, um, in the future in about approximately two years um when the mls team is up and running i will be hosting a st louis city fc podcast uh official name has not been even close to uh, being announced um but that will be uh, a very 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 sweet return to the podcasting world if not maybe even sooner with cardinal stuff so well, that'll be good. I can't wait to, I can't wait till we go to our first soccer match together and we. Can, uh, I'm gonna make a soccer fan out of you. Trust no, me. no, 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 no. We, we, I, no. I'm telling you, like, I can't wait. Like, do they play those typically in the summer or spring or winter or what? Yeah. So, I mean, it's no different really than the baseball season. You start in spring, end in, and they end by the time fall comes around. Well, so. What do you think about just me and you going to a game and you know we can take our shirts off and paint up for it and. I mean, I, I'm going to be honest and say, I would not want to see you in without a shirt. So I'm going to actually veto a Tito veto that a Tito veto, a Tito yeah. veto. Yeah. Fair enough. Awesome. 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 Well, thanks for uh, ruining your uh, Valentine's day. No, just, just that's okay. Just, this just. turned out to be, this was the highlight. <laughs> oh, good, 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 good. Uh, well, I mean, Anywho's, um, so 
you know, you can find the Turn Into Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or the Android Lovers Google Podcast. Um, Tito, do you have anything you want to close with before I shut this thing down? Everybody knows it's emos, the squared beyond compared. I'm actually going to Tito veto that. <laughs> All right, everybody, have a good night.